Hey everyone, I am the Chosen One Legend here, as always joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Kai, also known as Fasca Ryan. And welcome back to the Bunch of Jokers podcast, where we go over some of the gaming highlights of the past month. And don't worry guys, Sam is gone now, I'm back. It's, it's all safe. I know it was a terrifying one last month, but uh, it's, all, it's all back to normal now. Uh, yeah, he just, he just kept talking about Katy Perry. Like nonstop, <laughs> it's a nightmare to get through. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, and I edited, I edited out an hour of that as well. You know, mm. the one you got is lessened, but uh... <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. but we are back, and it's been you know, there's been some stuff happening this month actually. There's there's quite a bit to talk about. Um, so you know, we've got game awards coming up. We've got some big announcements over for some future games coming over the next few months, and generally a lot to talk about. As always. There will be timestamps in the description below, so if you want to check out the different sections, you can do so that way. But I think we'll just get started on our first segment of the podcast, Can't Have a Podcast Without News Baby, where we go over those news highlights of the month. And uh, it's finally time, Game Awards nominees have been announced, and the voting's commenced. Particularly, I want to focus on here, Game of the Year, our nominees... I, I brought them up here. I've got a Google document open. Here oh, we nice. go. <laughs> I probably could have memorised them. There's only six, but... <laughs> <laughs> we have Elden Ring, of course. Mm-hmm. Horizon Forbidden West. Makes sense. God of War Ragnarok. Inevitable. Stray, which is an interesting one. A Plague Tale Requiem. And, of course, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Woo! It actually made it for a nominee, which... Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I was not expecting that, considering how snubbed Xenoblade 2 was. It didn't feature at all, mm. so... <laughs> Question. The fact that Xenoblade um, 3... Oh, he's gone. Are there normally five nominees for Game of the Year, or has there always been six? I think it's always been six, at least the most recent okay. years. Because I was going to say, I wouldn't five. be surprised if Xenoblade was only there, because every Game Award post on Twitter was filled with Xenoblade fans <laughs> in the comments, and I'm here for it, to be honest. I'm yeah. so here for it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, it got nominated for... Uh, three categories, I believe. It's also in mm. Best Soundtrack and I think Best RPG. Um, Sounds about right. Or something like that. So it's, uh, I guess it helps. Xenoblade 2 had the unfortunate timing of releasing in December, which mm-hmm. means by the time the next Game Awards came, it was irrelevant. Which, yeah. um, for a big game like Smash or something, it can get away with that, but Xenoblade 2 was always going to be snubbed. But, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, to see it getting this sort of recognition, it's it's never gonna win. Let's be real; it, it's yeah. just not. It's gonna be Ragnarok or something. But what you so what's your prediction? What do you think will win of those uh, options, Guy? Um, if you asked me a month ago, I would have said one hundred percent Elden Ring. But mm. God of War's been quite popular lately. I know very little about either of them, so I'm going purely on public <laughs> opinion. But. Um, yeah. it, it does look like Elden Ring is shaping up to win with possibly God of War beating it um, because those have been yeah. kind of the two big games and I, I don't think Xenoblade has a chance I think all the others like Stray played out, I don't, I don't think they've got a chance it's just like they are well respected um, yeah. but yeah we're just happy that Xenoblade got nominated so it's all good <laughs> exactly, I mean I, I'm with you, I think it'll be um, probably Elden Ring or God of War I think I think the first God of War might have won the 2018 awards or whenever it came out, so Maybe. it wouldn't. Yeah. The precedent's there for that. Um, Xenoblade, yes, it's not going to happen, but the mm. fact that we won, it gets the recognition it serves because it's a fantastic game. Uh, I mean, we haven't been doing several hour long videos talking about it for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> 
but um, also just uh, we're going to hear the uh, melody, the game of the year melody, oh, and yes. whether they choose Way of Life or the battle theme or whatever they put in there, it's going to be a banger. So <laughs> I think it's got to be Way of Life, right? I think so. That would be my go-to. Either that or maybe You Will Know Our Names finale. Yeah. Actually my other guess, but we'll see. Um, I will say on on that note, though, is um, Yasunori Mitsuda did get nominated for, uh, I think, Best Composer this year. And, like, I'm really hoping that that one, you know, is a success for us because I've got a lot of respect for Yasunori Mitsuda. So oh, yeah, we'll years of bangers. So <laughs> yeah, in, in all of my favorite series, it's like, oh, who's the composer? Let me Google it. Oh, it's him again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's a trip. But it's it's good to see. I mean, are there any? Is there anything you think should have been nominated or missed out? I I can't really think of much to be honest. Uh... I guess that did help Xenoblade Three's case a bit. It wasn't like you know. 2017 where we had Breath of the Wild and Odyssey and Persona 5 mm. and all that you know it's a bit of a there were less mega hits this year I suppose but um, yeah I can't um, think of anything person I mean from a pure personal perspective triangle strategy because um, I've just got such unlimited respect for that game uh, but yeah I, I still don't think it should have gotten game of the year or anything but hey if that got nominated I'd be losing my mind I think it did get nominated in like best RPG or something um, yeah. Outside of that, uh, that, that's really it. But I would like to say, like Horizon Forbidden West does look really good. That's the you know the other game in that yeah. nominated group that I have seen, and um, it looks really good. But it just has a poor history of getting overshadowed by other <laughs> games that are like release at the same time as it that series. Yeah. So, um, you know, at least it did also still get nominated and get that recognition, though. I'd be incredibly surprised if it didn't get nominated. So, yeah, that's mm. about it for me, really. Yeah, I need to check out that. I, I own the first Horizon game, but the ever-growing backlog continues. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the, the last thing to talk about here is, you know, the Game Awards isn't just awards. Do you think there's going to be any big Nintendo announcements? Do you Are you expecting, like, a Breath of the Wild trailer, like we got at the... Game Awards before the first gone. Um, Tears of the Kingdom, I suppose, is what it's called now. Uh, do you think we'll get one? Uh, I think it's possible. Um, mm. I don't know if it's likely, because that's kind of things already happened, but I guess we'll see. Um, I, again, like I say, I think it's not impossible. Um, yeah. I mean, if there were to be any big in- announcements from Nintendo there, what would it even be apart from that, thinking about it? I, don't I can hear in the distance the chance of Prime 4 but no. <laughs> uh, again, possible. Less likely, it's, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, It'll be interesting. Yeah. Of course, anything we will cover anything that gets announced in our next month's podcast. Hopefully we get mm-hmm. some sort of... At least something from Nintendo. I don't know what it will be, but I expect something, even if it's just, you know, a, a tease of the next Mario Kart DLC or something like that, you know, on, on that level. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But moving on to our next story, actually, Kai... I'm going to mm-hmm. hand this one over to you because we've been getting some sort of updates on Splatoon 3's big December update, which I think is already out now? Yes. Yeah, and what are the highlights of that guy? Uh, so, Splatoon ha- Splatoon 3 has kind of got like seasons this time around. Maybe it did before, I never really paid attention. But they've got a pretty mm-hmm. well-defined seasons at this point where that's when they make major, major sort of patch changes and, and major additions to the game. <clears throat> 
because it's one of those games that updates a lot as it goes on. So we are entering yeah. season two at the beginning of December, which is chill season. Um, so what they've done is they've got a bunch of new updates. Um, the main things I've got noted here are they brought in two stages. One of them's Flounder Heights from Splatoon 1, which I've given a try. I never played it in Splatoon 1, so it's really cool to see here. It's a really interesting mm. map, I think, because it's one of the most like vertical. Um, yeah. You've also got a new stage, Brown Water Springs, which looks pretty cool. Um, there's three new weapon types. You've got the Snipe Writer, which is like a sniper that has five charges on it at a time. Um, I just love the design of that one. It looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a very cool name as well. I love Snipe Writer. Yeah. That's brilliant. Um, you've got the Splatshot Nova, which is just like a different Splatshot type again. Um, for those who have played the game, it's kind of a mix between a Splatshot and a Jet Squelcher. Uh, and then you've got the Big Swig, which is a new roller, uh, where its main gimmick is when you're physically rolling it, it's got like really wide paint spread, and it's quite fast. Um, mm. And I, I kind of like the idea, because in Splatoon nowadays, like, using a roller to just roll on the ground is like basically useless. Like, you only ever see that in like the worst level of play, is people only using it to roll on the ground. Um, this is me. That that that's me. I, I'm in this picture, and I uh, want myself out of it. <laughs> well, I mean, like most people, like flick it. They, they do the jump flips yeah. and stuff like that. Because there's very yeah. little situation where just rolling is important. But Big Swig seems to be like the dream for new players because it's like really good in turf war. Um, right. I haven't been able to try it yet, but we'll see. Uh, on top of that, for gameplay, there's ten other new kits where it's like previous weapons that have gotten. Uh, a new sub weapon and a new special, which is always really interesting mm. because I've, you know, I've really gotten into Splatoon three recently, and I say recently since the game came out. Really, uh, I've got yeah. like a hundred and twenty something hours clocked, and the kits actually matter a lot with a weapon on whether they're good or not. Um, for example, they gave the carbon roller, which used to be my favourite weapon, a new kit which has a burst bomb on it, which is really really good. <laughs> And I'm glad yeah. that it got um, So there's a ton of new gameplay options. That's really cool to see and like how you know useful they'll be. Um, there's I haven't really got much else noted. It's just that like there's a ton of new <laughs> things like clothing and a new catalog in the game. Um, for the really good players, X mode is now out, which is like the real sort of tryhard stuff. I'm never reaching that. I haven't even that. unlocked ranked yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still on turf wars only. <laughs> yeah, I was until like two weeks ago, and then um, mm. there's finally big run will be coming. We'll probably end up covering that next month uh, in the right. monthly podcast um, because it's not actually happening yet. It's happening like a week from now when we're recording this. Um, yeah. But hey, it should be fun. Um, I guess there's not really much else aside from that. Those are the main changes. The only other thing I really want to note is that, um, of course, like I said, there were the patch notes for this. And surprisingly for weapon balance, there were only like two incredibly minor weapon balance changes um, mm -hmm. to the Tristringer and, and Splatana to do with like painting. But like outside of that, there were no changes made to the balance of any Interesting. weapon. Interesting. And it's like, Do you think that's because it's well balanced, or are you saying that's bad and that there's things they could have changed? No, it's well balanced. It's a it's a really ah. good thing. It's like nice. people have generally agreed that the game is overall really balanced. There's a couple weapons that I feel like maybe could do with some slight nerfs or buffs. You know, that there's like minor things, 
But overall, this is by far the most balanced a Splatoon <clears throat> game has been on, on launch. Um, and there's been no weapons that have been overly prevailing in, in the meta of like, this weapon's always really good or this one's always really bad. So, yeah. you know, overall it's nothing to complain about for sure. Yeah, it's good to see. I mean, they're on the third run now, so I guess they're sort of getting the hang of it now, mastering uh, the balancing act. But um, mm. yeah, it's, it's good to see that the game's getting more updates to bring more people into it. Definitely get me back into it because I'm I'm always bad at multiplayer games. Like I always right. end up going back to single player stuff. Um, I've only mm-hmm. got like twenty hours in Splatoon, but anytime anytime they add something new, like big run or whatever it is, you know, that's my chance to get back into it. It's whenever there's a Splatfest, and uh, I will get to ranked modes. I'm I'm like one <laughs> level off. I'm on level nine or something. Yeah, they're good. I will say I've been I I had a really weird system in the game where. I've only I was like oh I'm only gonna play turf war until I've gotten mm. every single weapon in the game to one star freshness which is about eleven games so I was yeah. I played eleven games with like <laughs> the fifty five different weapons in the game or however many there were yeah and it's like well, that was a lot and and then I was like well finally I can play ranks and then as soon as I stop playing ranks new update comes out thirteen new weapons it's like okay never mind I'll, I'll go back to turf war it's fine it's fine yeah. <laughs> I definitely need to. I think what will get me more into it, I need to play with you guys more often. So anytime you want to play, guy, hit me mm, up. Um, we'll get some more. When you stuff feel like being on. dragged down and you want to carry. Uh, Honestly, for Turf War, I do not mind that in the slightest. So. <laughs> yeah, that's just fair. Yeah. That's always going to happen in Turf Wars, no matter what. So <laughs> sounds good to me. Let's make it happen. But um, I guess we'll move on to another game that we've been getting some news updates on. One that's not out yet, though. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage. We've had two big new trailers on it. The first of which was a more of a story trailer, which, I mean, we could delve into it deep, but it shows a bit more of the character dynamics. We see the possibility of, like, other characters using the rings for, like, an evil version of Marth or something in there, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the second trailer, which is a bit more gameplay-focused, and it goes on to the different units and how when you equip an emblem of a previous character, which showed off ones like Corin and Byleth in this game, Lin as well, um, you unlock certain abilities like for example one I really liked with Byleth so I thought it was quite clever was when you engage with them which is your full on Ouroboros form where you interlink mm-hmm. it's uh, <laughs> you uh, get the ability to use Byleth's teaching skill to upgrade the stats of nearby allies for example and it mm-hmm. seems like a really interesting mechanic Like I, don't, I haven't played enough Fire Emblem to know if there's anything to compare it to but I like what it's doing differently to Free Houses and I, I'm definitely on board to picking this up in January. Uh, what did you find about it, Kai? Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing, those trailers, where if we were, like, really, really into Fire Emblem, like, if our if mm. our channel name was, like, I don't know, a bun- bunch of Roy's or something, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the, we, we could have done a full analysis on this trailer, or these oh, trailers. Yeah. Um, the yeah like you said the gameplay looks interesting they've always kind of done things similar to that for gameplay but you know they always mix it up slightly um mm. so bringing back all world you know heroes and stuff is quite cool um it's it's kind of weird overall it's still not fully grabbed me um but you know regardless of my personal thoughts i do think it looks good um i i'm interested particularly to see where it goes uh, because yeah. a lot of the game, especially in the gameplay, does look really good. The UI is pretty cool. Um, so, you know, I guess we'll see how the story develops. I, I hope it's a good one that I will end up picking up. Uh, we'll see. Um, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see on a lot of it. Uh, but yeah, the rings concept, uh, pretty cool. I like it. Mm, the visual style of it all and the presentation really does look very slick. Not that Three Houses was a bad game, but it definitely looks a bit muddier. This is very bright and colourful and uh, definitely mm. feels like it's showing off more of what the Switch can do. And also, um, oh, what's that? Funnily enough, it actually kind of, the animation style reminded me a lot of Fire Emblem Heroes, the mobile game. Um, mm, yeah. Where the concept is also quite similar, where the whole thing in that game is you're summoning Fire Emblem characters to this world to fight for you. It's not exactly the same, of course, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it's very similar animation style. It also it does seem like it is focusing on one story. We're not getting the free roots thing, which mm -hmm. I, I did like that about Free Houses, you know. But also, it's kind of nice to have a more psych focused, I suppose. Because I still haven't done the other routes in Free Houses or Free Hopes. So that's like mm. four other playthroughs I have left to do. Five, I think, because there's Church Route. And I'm like, dear God, there's so much I haven't done in those games. <laughs> so it would be nice to have it a bit more contained. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, sense. for all we know, <laughs> uh, the post from the other day that Oliver made of uh, the oh, Shadow the Hedgehog routes. Yes. I mean, who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe it will it could... be a Shadow the Hedgehog type game where the hair colour changes. I'm going to be honest, I think it would be pretty cool because Shadow the Hedgehog's story system is like really interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, no, as long as it's fine, as though. edgy. If it keeps <laughs> it as edgy, I'm down, you know? <laughs> yeah. The moment that but... the main character goes, damn, I'm, I'm all in. Oh, know? God. Yeah, no, I think it'll be good, though. I think um, having a single route will allow it to be more focused. So I'm hoping they they do make a good story from that and it's not just like, yeah, you could have done three routes with this anyway. We'll see. Yeah, I'll definitely be trying to hopefully pick it up at launch, so um, I'll give my thoughts on it when the time comes. But until then, we've got something else to keep us occupied, because Mario Kart 8 is getting the next wave coming out, mm -hmm. uh, December 7th, so just a few days from when this releases. And we already saw two of the tracks previously, the um, Peach Gardens and the Christmas track returning, but we've also got Berlin and London in, coming from tour. We've got Maple Tree Ray, uh, Rainbow Road 3DS version, as well as two others. I think uh, one of the Boo courses from like the SNES and a um, or GBA, and Rocky Rocky Mountain or Rock Rock Mountain from uh, Mario Kart 3DS. Generally a good selection there, but Maple Tree Ray and Rainbow Road in particular. God damn. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I I really like um. I found the instrumental for Maple Tree Way in the trailer really interesting. I'd love to hear like a full mm. version of that when it releases. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I'm a big fan of Peach's Garden from the DS. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see that return and see how that develops. It's... Absolutely. These... I mean, there's not too much to say about them now. It's, it's, it's more Mario Kart. It's going to be fun. But, um, yeah, these are really great picks. Are there any you're still holding out for? Any particular ones you think are missing because we we we're, we're getting near the end of these waves only mm. two more uh, oh i don't even know actually isn't there eight waves let me bring that up i actually have the video right here or is it, I don't, uh, I don't there's six waves so we're halfway through oh oh okay um i guess two that come to mind are both from the ds just cuz we're on that idea um one is Airship Fortress from that game. Yeah. Uh, you know, the opening has all the bullet bills shooting out at you. I really like that. Um, it's a really cool course. And then also from the DS, uh, the, the Bowser's Castle from that game I thought was always really cool. Um, right. 
So, you know, either of those returning would be really good. There's probably like a ton of Wii courses I would like to return, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. So, yeah. Donut Planes 1, Donut Planes 2, Mario Circuit <laughs> 1, Mario Circuit 2. There we go. The one pack's just going to be all of those. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> the slog pack, make it happen. <laughs> but, yeah, there's, there's a lot to pick from. And I'm also, I still love the fact that it's not just returning ones, but because I haven't played tour, those are always like new tracks to me. And apparently London's, as well as of course, you know, England represent, it's also apparently one of the better tracks. So I'm looking forward to trying those out for the first time. Mm. And Kai, I will destroy you. Chat, mate, you know, it's going to happen. We will all we get do... together and play them again, of course. So Absolutely. yeah, that'll be fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> and I'll only cry in the first five minutes when I'm here with four blue shells. Such be the way of Mario Kart. Let's go. That is Mario Kart. It do be Mario Kart. But we have one last bit of Mario news, and it's kind of fitting to Mario Kart, actually, because we got a new trailer for the Mario Bros. movie coming out in April next year, showing off our first look at Peach, Donkey Kong, a better look at Luigi. Mario Kart's in there. Damn, this, this trailer's looking solid. This movie just keeps looking better and better, and I'm, I'm genuinely hyped. <laughs> Yeah, I think it looks really good. Um, like overall, we we kind of get to see a bit more of how the plot is shaping up here. We get to see a ton of yeah. visuals, of course, on different characters and stuff. Uh, we got a lot, and uh, yeah, it's it's looking like this is following kind of what Sonic and Detective Pikachu have done. Of like, yeah, we can actually make good like video <laughs> game movies now. <laughs> like we've changed yeah. <laughs> since the eighties. Um, so yeah, it looks brilliant. I, I really like it. I think what's good is it's sort of balancing that sort of, you know, you've got sort of your childish humour in there, but with really great performances and genuine, like, respect to the series. Things mm -hmm. like the Mario Kart section, how when he drifts, he gets the little blue sparks like you get in Mario Kart and all sorts of things like that. You can see characters like, potent I mean, it's up for debate, but potentially like Funky Kong and Kitty Kong in the background mm -hmm. uh, of certain scenes and stuff. They're, they're clearly paying attention to the references and the world of Mario in a way that you kind of it was almost worried that they wouldn't and they'd just be ha ha done Mario fun but yeah. they're, they're getting a good balance it seems like so uh, credit mm. to Illumination from what we've seen it could be a train wreck you never know it is a trailer <laughs> but um, I'm yeah. optimistic so far the references all look amazing like from Rainbow Road mm. in the Mario Kart bit because I mean I called that I think last month on the podcast I was like there's got to be a Mario Kart section I was wondering yeah. if it would be in the sequel or not but no it seems like they're using it here um there was also like when they showed a picture of all the different islands it was like there was a gamecube island which is pretty fun and you know you see the the yoshis are going to be coming in and everything like that um i mean the main thing for me is like it seems like they're setting up enough of a world that they could easily make a sequel already <laughs> like there's yeah. so much going on where they've made like this is the mario movie world and i'm really here for it um Particularly, there's a part where Peach is like, there's a whole load of galaxies out there. So, like, oh, galaxy. And then it's a yes. shot of Mario going through a pipe. And I legitimately thought that it was World of Light for a second. Because like, it really <laughs> looks imagine? like World of Light. Uh, I mean, could you, like, the, the post the post credit scene comes up and Sakurai, I'm here to talk to you about <laughs> the Smash Brothers initiative. You know? <laughs> 
Yeah, like well, it, it, honestly, if that happened, it would be a dream come true, wouldn't it? To have a yeah. subspace movie or something. But I mean, um, I was I don't think they'd go all in with that. I could see like a post-credit scene with something like Kirby or something, someone mm. who could easily appear and fits with the Mario animation style perfectly. I that would be really cool if something like that happens. Yeah, exactly. But I'm I'm really looking forward to a lot of this. Um, I think one interesting thing to note is based on a lot of the, the ways the uh, you know the trailers have been interpreted, is that um, it's kind of reversed some roles in that Luigi is going to probably be captured quite early in the movie, and then Mario and mm. Peach work together to go and save him. So like Luigi and Peach's roles have kind of swapped a bit. Um, yeah, and I think it works. Peach is very much like girl boss attitude in this movie, which <laughs> yeah. I think makes a lot of sense from how our character is portrayed. So I'm here mm. for it. It's good. Definitely, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But but of mm. course, Kai, we we can't be hyped because the French dub's better. So remember that. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm so upset. Peach doesn't go. Hello, Mario. For the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. It's like. <laughs> Kai, I'm clipping that one out. <laughs> oh God. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that that's that's becoming my new text alert. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Oh, anyway, that's that's it for the Mario train. <laughs> let's um let's move things swiftly on to our final segment of the podcast, Games Time Baby, where we talk about the games that we've been playing over the past month. And you're sticking with Mario. I want to talk a little bit about uh to start things off, Paper Mario, because inspired by Chugger playing it on his channel recently, I decided to pick up and go through the Nintendo sixty four original on NSO, and. It's just a really charming, fun game. I mean, there's, oh. I'm not sure what could be said about it that hasn't already at this point. You know, it's it's Paper Mario. It's fun. The writing's phenomenal. Bowser's just really funny. Peach is great in this. Speaking of Peach actually doing things and being a yeah. kind of girl boss, she absolutely is in 64 original. Um, you actually get to play as her in some segments. The combat is really well balanced and how you can choose to what extent you want to create Mario, you, you can sort of create your own Mario build with your badges, which is really interesting. Getting the timing on the commands is very satisfying. And there's nothing, like, crazy. There's nothing ridiculous. It doesn't get to, like, I've played some of the Mario RPGs, like, you know, Mario and Luigi. And there's nothing as crazy as any of that, but all in all, it's just really charming. And it holds up incredibly well compared to a lot of Nintendo 64 games. Um, even the best of them, you know. If you look at something like Ocarina of Time, which I still love, it's very muddy in that by that point. Mario 64 has a heck of a lot of jank in it, despite how fun it is. But Paper Mario, due to the paper aesthetic, it looks great still. And the gameplay doesn't really have any old school bullshit in there. I mean, there's the odd moment, but it's generally well balanced and never feels unfair. So, all in all, I mean, if you have Nintendo 6, if you have NSO Online, you can play this game and I would recommend it because it's just fun, it's not too long. And uh, maybe one day they'll release Thousand Year Door so I can try that out next. But <laughs> That would be the dream, wouldn't it? Cause that would very be, well. yeah. yeah. I, uh, I think that, yeah, Super Paper Mario is just one of those ones where, like, it's just overall, like, a really sort of solid game. There's no huge, hmm. like, shortcomings with it. It's just, like, an all-round very good RPG story and, and you know, like you say, yeah. the gameplay's balanced, everything feels good. Just like overall, it's just it's like solid, you know? Exactly. I like having your partner characters, which are great. Um, 
I mean, some of the later ones feel a bit like rushed in there, like, here, have someone else. But I like how they all have their own new mechanics, and it allows you to swap them out depending on certain situations. It's it's a cool system. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I've definitely... I, again, I've heard Thousand of Doors even better, but that's locked to the GameCube, so maybe maybe Super Paper Mario on the Wii. I know you like that one, Kai. Um, yeah, it's a very different kind of game. Yes. But it's very good still. <laughs> I, I always wanted that as a kid. It was one of those I, like, I was going to buy at, like, game, but then mm-hmm. it just wasn't in stock, and I never got around to it. Um, if it makes so... you feel better, I never beat Chapter 2 as a kid because I was scared of one of the bosses, so... <laughs> yeah. Those who and have played the game day, know right? exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's... Well, yeah, you were able to beat it now, weren't you, Kai? <laughs> I don't know if I ever did. I definitely got <laughs> further. Like, I definitely finished that chapter. I don't know if I ever actually beat the game. Maybe I need to go do that at some point. Hmm. Stream it, stream it. <laughs> Honestly, not impossible. I've been thinking about it. But we do um, have to change first. Nah, we could push that back. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, what have you been playing, Kai? Anything you want to shout out here? I've um, Super Paper Mario. <laughs> it's actually what I'm playing at the moment as we're doing this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've not really played much in the last month because, again, it's just been Splatoon 3 all the time now. Mm. I'm super into it. Um, I also played Slice and Dice, but I feel like I gave a lot of my thoughts last month anyway, so I won't really touch on that. Um, yeah. But I am currently replaying through Tomodachi Life. Um, remember mm. that one on the DS with the funny me's? Um, yeah, I, I was All I bored. remember is <laughs> is like the trailer where they're all worshipping the Virtual Boy, and the, mm-hmm. the different music videos people would make, and it, it's some crazy shit, and I wish I got to play it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great, like, Sim-style game. Uh, it's not mm. one you play, as everyone says. You just kind of make your Miis. They live on this island. They have, like, random things that they get up to. You complete tasks for them. Give them clothes, rooms, things like that. Make friends with each other. Yeah. Um, and it's really charming. Really, really charming game. Um, so, you know, I feel like it was a great foundation for Miitopia to be made because I think Miitopia is an, an amazing game. It's really good. Mm. But this is like a nice sort of starting point for this kind of mini-series. Um, so, you know, I've just been making a bunch of people and um, fi- I'm just fixing their problems at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I feel like one of the main spectacles of the game is the music section of it. Because uh, every character in the game has voice acting. You can, like, change their voices and stuff. And um, mm. you can... Uh, there's, like... I don't remember how many song types. I think eight off the top of my head. And uh, you can have them sing, like, solos and group songs together. Uh, and you choose the lyrics is the main thing. Yes. I've so, seen the results of that. <laughs> mm, yes. There's, there's unlimited possibilities. <laughs> the only limitation being that Nintendo doesn't allow certain words to be said. Uh, Makes sense. People find ways around it. Yeah, there's yeah. workarounds. Um, <laughs> but overall, it's just like a really charming little game. It's one of those ones you can just sort of, I don't know, maybe play like for, for 10, 15 minutes every couple days and you, you can keep up with mm. it quite well that way. Um, just uh, There's not really much else to it, to be honest. It's a pretty minuscule game in the grand scheme of things, but... Uh, it's just like very charming, you know. There's the humor's quite nice. Uh, I've kind of said my praises about how Me uh, Topia does it, and it's yeah. kind of the same here, where the humor's <laughs> quite universally charming. So yeah, just it's fun. <laughs> Simple as that. 
Yeah, I wish I wish they would have brought it to the Switch or something because I definitely would have mm. probably been more likely to check it out. Maybe one day, but um, I feel like with Metopia, that's less likely now that's on there. Yeah, but... I think as a collection, it would have been really fun. Uh, I've yeah. seen a lot of people saying that, and yeah, honestly, it would have been nice if you could like have both the games sort of in tandem, where maybe you can import Mies from Tomodachi Life to Metopia and vice versa, <clears> and. <throat> Yeah. yeah, I don't know, maybe there's like certain ways that the gameplay and the games link up, I'm not entirely sure, but I feel like they could have done something there and that would have been even better, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I'm just going to say, Kai, be careful what you do with people in this game, because we know what happened when you launched Sophie from a cannon in Metopia, and she's never mm. forgiven you. So, I can't uh, you're do that in this already. game. <laughs> <laughs> However, I can give her like a really weird looking room and weird looking clothes and weird looking food and, and everything <laughs> like that so hey I'm still on the hit list <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll just have to stick with the uh, smash stage that, that'll that be my uh, <laughs> that'll be my Tamadachi life fair play but um I guess I'll talk about now uh, my final game I've got to mention here which uh, it, it's finally time Kai for me to once again talk about the Kingdom Hearts series because I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm. And um, now you may recall, around this time last year actually, I played Kingdom Hearts 1. And I had thoughts. I had, I had thoughts. <laughs> it was messy. It um, made me want to destroy my controller a few times. You know, and I, I enjoyed parts of it, but I didn't love it. And then Rechain of Memories I played earlier this year. And I liked it a lot more than I expected but still had a lot of problems. It got kind of grindy and repetitive towards the end. But I'd heard, you know, I was cautiously, cautiously optimistic because I'd heard that a lot of people, even who didn't like Kingdom Hearts 1, like Kingdom Hearts 2. It's meant to be a big improvement. And sure enough, I liked it. It was better. It was a Yay. step up in pretty nice. much every department. So, <laughs> Gabe, you can rest easy. I enjoyed my time <laughs> with Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, now... Not to say I didn't have problems, I'll get into those, but generally, in most apartments, it was enjoyable. Uh, to go over gameplay a bit, it just... I think what I found with one was it was very unintuitive and clunky. Mm -hmm. And parts of that carry over to here. There's still lots of things I don't understand about the gameplay. Things like blocking feels really slow, and you're, you can't do it like when you're in the middle of an animation, which means you can often not do it. So it feels like impossible to dodge certain moves. I just straight up didn't unlock the dodge roll and glide from Kingdom Hearts 1. I don't know if you're meant to unlock them in this game, but I didn't have them, which felt <laughs> odd. Until the final boss where randomly it gave me them just for that moment, and it was weird. You know, there's there's oddities, but generally, things felt a lot more fluid in this game. I was able to build up combos using my certain abilities I'd picked out. I was able to string together attacks in a satisfying way. I was able to use magic more often. My allies... In, in Kingdom Hearts 1, Donald and Goofy were always dead. <laughs> they were just constantly <laughs> knocked out. Uh, but this time around, they were competent, and they, they, re they very rarely died. And healing felt a lot smoother, and the way that your MP was stored by itself after a certain time, so you didn't have to rely on potions. I like that. There's the new drive forms, which allow you to do things like dual-wield keyblades, which is badass. And I loved how reaction commands were used in this game, where certain enemies, if you block them or take the opportunity to pick up their weapon, you can do a counter-attack with the triangle button, 
where sometimes you even like use the enemy as a weapon against other enemies and stuff like that. That's cool. And in boss fights in particular, it, they became like bayonetta quick time events where you're doing all sorts of crazy shit like slicing buildings by the end of it. And it, you know, it's very anime, but it was great, and I love that <laughs> part of it. And by the end of it, I was not. By the end of Kingdom Hearts One, it was a grind, and it felt repetitive and button mashy. It did not feel that way at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. And whilst I still think there's things that could be explained better and ways that the combat system could be greatly improved compared to modern stuff, this is still an old game. It's still like, I don't know, 15 years old or something. Yeah. And it holds up, that considered, it holds up quite well. And I was able to enjoy myself pretty much the entire way through with only a few moments of rage. Uh, there were some, but <laughs> they were they were minimal compared to Kingdom Hearts 1. Um you know, some some things were like the boss fight randomly needed you to attack at a certain point to go to the next phase, otherwise they would destroy you. And the game doesn't explain it or tell you that. And I was just like, okay, I guess this is how we do it. But it's it was generally better, and I enjoyed That's it. Good. And in the story, um, to go over to the story, I thought Kingdom Hearts One was pretty basic, all things considered. Um, but with Rechain of Memories and now this, we are getting into the chaos the series is known for with organization 13 and the nobodies and roxas and all sorts of weird shit and i loved it i thought the opening of the game was really strong the ending was really strong and some stuff in the middle with king mickey i think the big problem it shares with one Sorry. king yes god. king just... you heard me that cracks me up yeah king mickey <laughs> it's when he comes out and he's like huh? did somebody say the door to darkness yeah i remember it's... that clip it's so good <laughs> it's so weird and jarring but i love it i love that part of kingdom hearts it's mm. um but the problem is it's so spread out between visiting all the different disney worlds which are each their own contained stories and mm -hmm. don't get me wrong that's still fun because seeing sora and donald and goofy interacting with all these different disney classics is great and it's a large part of the charm of this of this game and exploring those other worlds and things like you've got the world of pirates of the caribbean in here so you've got anime boy sora with donald <laughs> duck and goofy chilling with a realistic looking jack sparrow fighting zombie pirates whilst the pirates of the caribbean theme blasts and <laughs> it's so weird and jarring but in the best way possible i love it um so I don't want to take away from the charm of that, but the problem is the stories of each of those worlds are really just shortened versions of their original movies. There's nothing special in the stories. Um, right. And the, the Kingdom Hearts wider story comes to a halt whilst you explore these. So it's the stuff that you do get is great, but it's, it's so thinly spread across these worlds. Even Kingdom Hearts 1, I think, did a better job because that had the whole thing where the villains from all the worlds were collaborating. So you're sort uh -huh. of taking them down, going through their worlds. But in this one, you just sort of stumble to a world looking for King Mickey. And you're like, is he here? No? Well, I guess I'll help you with your problem whilst I'm here. And that's it. You know, it's um, there's no major connection. So I, I do think that's something that would be nice if they could find a way to do it better. Although, from what I've heard of Kingdom Hearts 3, I don't think they ever fixed that. No, no. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I've heard stories of like people not liking like the Frozen world and stuff. But... Um, that would be a story for another day. I've still got like four other spin-off games to get to before that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, although I wish it found a better way to incorporate the wider story throughout, I still enjoyed the individual worlds and I enjoyed the bigger lore stuff. And it's only going to get more batshit crazy from here. So uh, yeah, <laughs> generally I have positive things to say. I still 
I still have enough problems where it I don't quite get how it's such a beloved series, you know, compared to something I love like, you know, Xenoblade, but not even that because that's a high bar. Even if I compare it to other sort of fantasy RPG series, things like Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest or Fire Emblem, like no element of it comes close to any of those to me. It's still mm. not an amazing game. But it's got to the point where I'm like, I'm enjoying myself now. It's still fun and that's enough. And I'm looking forward to getting through the rest and I feel like it won't be a dreadful slog now. I'm actually looking forward to it. So, positivity! <laughs> yeah, it's such a curious case of a, of a game series because it's mm. like, you know, it's a Disney game and it's like, well, okay, there's a lot of really bad spin-off Disney games. But then it's kind of like what you said about um, the fact that it's simultaneously trying to be its own RPG with its own story. But then it's also mm. like, oh yeah, uh, but we've also got to do all this Disney stuff, so let's just pause the plot for like hours at a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like a really weird balance. Um, so that, again, they haven't really been able to master it seems like. Uh, mm. Just overall, like the concept of the series is so bizarre to me, but uh, it is. Hey, I mean, if you, also if you enjoy it, about it. it. <laughs> yeah, it, I think like yeah. part of the chaotic and almost like scuffed nature of it is kind of what makes it what it is. So there you have it. Yeah, watching like a scene where I guess mild Kingdom Hearts two spoilers. So skip to the outro if you don't want to see this. But there's a moment where they think Goofy's died, and Mickey just picks up his keyblade and goes, "Huh." Oh, pain for this, and it's <laughs> it's so weird, but it's great. It's um, I, yeah, it's ridiculous, but in in a good way. Um, so it's far from perfect, but I'll I'll definitely be continuing with the rest of the series. I think Birth by Sleep is next. Um, I also like I watched like there's one of the games was a movie I had to watch beforehand, the Roxas prequel story, like three hundred something over eight days. The names are weird and stupid. But um, that was quite fun because it was all the good stuff condensed into a movie with none of the filler. So that was quite enjoyable. Mm. When, when it gets Kingdom Hearts full weirdness, it's great. Um, so may, maybe that will continue throughout the rest of the games. We'll see. But I, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I'm playing them, at the very least. Even if I'll never beat Sephiroth, it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, but, uh, Sephiroth being a series is so crazy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> But that, that, on that note, that does about bring us to the end for this podcast. So thank you so much, all of you guys, for watching and checking it out. And Kai, where else can people check you out? Uh, they can check me out on my Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Vaskarine. Um, you know, I'm still doing my normal streams over there. I'm doing a bunch of random games and stuff like that. Um, Saturdays are multiplayer, so anyone's welcome. Mm. Um and yeah, my YouTube uploads are still going. They've all been set to go on 4pm uh, each day for my Xenoblade playthrough. So that's all there. Uh, yeah, it is like into chapter 4 now. So I suppose that's there too. Absolutely. Go check that out. Link in the description below. As well as to our friend Sam, who we got to thank for creating the logo and the thumbnails for the channel. And of course, stay tuned to Bunch of Jokers, be it on YouTube or on podcast insights for audio-only versions like Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. For more regular discussions like these, first Sunday of every month, as well as our onslaught of Xenoblade discussions which are going on, still continuing <laughs> those. Uh, things are getting crazy in the story where we're talking, so if you want to check those out, please do. And we'll also have 
some point in the new year, we'll have our year in review looking back at 2022. I had to think about that for a second. What year is it? <laughs> Time's weird. But yeah, absolutely check those out. When you think I never about know. It, no. <laughs> Time's a human invention, Kai. It's not real. Mm, true. <laughs> but uh, it, for the time you do have, check it out here on Bunch of Jokers. So we'll see you guys in the next video. Goodbye. Goodbye.